Wishing Day by Lauren Miracle, Chapter 22 They stood there looking at each other in the hall with nobody else around. Natasha wanted to touch her lips, but re- she restrained herself. She hoped she didn't have bad breath. If she did have bad breath, she hoped Stanley hadn't noticed. She should have used Molly's Altoid. It was too late now, but she really, really hoped she didn't have bad breath at all. The school clock ticked out the seconds. Above them, the fluorescent lights hummed. Farther down the hall, a bulb flickered, emitting a louder, harsher buzz. It brightened and dimmed in an unpredictable pattern. At one point, it seemed to go entirely out. Then it flared back on and burned brighter than ever. So, Natasha started. But she didn't exactly have anything to say, which meant that her so hung in the air even after she closed her mouth. It would be there forever unless she said a real sentence or Stanley did. It would be nice if Stanley said something. He didn't. She didn't. She considered an offhanded remark like, well, this is awkward, isn't it? But that was something a TV show girl would say, not Natasha. The tingles she felt earlier fizzed out. Her exhilaration at having kissed a boy, her first kiss ever, kiss ever dimmed and flickered like the fluorescent light. Shouldn't she feel different after kissing a boy for the first time, ever, and having him say she was his favorite girl in school? Shouldn't the feeling last longer than several seconds? She cleared her throat. So, you have good handwriting. I do, he said. Thanks. Um, you do too? Thanks, Natasha said, trying to recall when he might have seen her handwriting. She'd seen his on the notes he gave her, but she hadn't written him any notes in return. She shook her head. She needed more. How did you get to all those places? What places? You know, out by my father's workshop, the sidewalk outside your parents' store. He looked at her funny. Well, I guess the one on the sidewalk wasn't that hard, she said. But but the bench at City Park? And the rope swing in my backyard? She laughed nervously. You do have special invisibility powers or something. Invisibility powers, Stanley said. Was he messing with her on purpose? No, that wasn't Stanley. Had an anvil fallen on his head and given him amnesia? No, duh. Anyway, too many locker, locker bunks would have been more likely, but then the notes you wrote, she blurted. Natasha saw nothing but confusion in his eyes. What notes? No, 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 not good. The ones you left me, you know, you put the first one under the stone on the path to my father's workshop. You gave me the second one that same day when we walked to school together. It was after I tripped and spilled 
out my backpack. She gulped. Only I have no idea how you did it since you were on the opposite side of the street and since since the bird lady handed it to me, Natasha thought. Stanley's eyes darted sideways and Natasha's sense of self dropping straight out of her like a brick. Oh, she said. She tried to make her jelly legs walk backwards. You didn't write the notes. I could, Stanley offered anxiously, if you want me to. Natasha picked up her backpack. No, thank you, but no. And she turned and ran down the hall, her shoes slapping the floor. Natasha, Stanley called. Her eyes blurred as she pushed through the heavy school doors. She ran all the way home, her breath pulling and heaving in her chest, her heart pounding, her legs aching. She stopped outside the house, leaned over and propped her hands on her thighs. Her backpack dangled in front of her. She thought she might throw up and her stupid eyes with their stupid tears, deep breaths, in through the nose, out through the mouth, again, again. Slowly, she straightened up. You can cry when you're in your room, she told herself. She smoothed her hair. She adjusted her shirt. She prepared a cheerful high for her aunts, but she didn't end up using it. Her aunts weren't there. She slipped off her shoes, cast aside her backpack, and padded upstairs in her socks. Ava's door was open, but Ava wasn't there either. Daria's door was cracked, but not fully closed. Natasha hesitated, but a quiet approach and a peek inside told her that Daria's room was empty, too. Huh. Had the whole family gone somewhere without her? Well, not Papa. She'd heard sounds coming from his workshop. Strings being plucked and hollow wood knocks. Not that Papa would go out anyway. Papa didn't go out. Papa didn't go anywhere. Her gut clenched, not only because of Stanley and the notes and the kiss, because of something bigger, something deep and complicated and tangled up with Papa and Mama and things she didn't like to think about. She hurried past Daria's room to her own, stopping short when she reached the door. It was closed, which would be fine if she was the one who'd closed it, but she wasn't. She clearly remembered leaving her door open that morning because the sunlight was so buttery and not meant for secrets or small places or closed doors. She heard murmuring from inside. For one long beat, she was immobile. Then she twisted the knob and burst in. Daria and Ava turned their heads simultaneously. They were side by side on her bed, lying on their stomachs. In front of them was a notebook spread open and filled with neat handwriting. Her handwriting. Her journals. Her sisters were reading her journal. Being angry didn't come naturally to Natasha, but the entire, her entire body shook when she cried, Get out! Get out! 
Ava scrambled to a sitting position, her eyes wide. But Natasha, no, Natasha said. She strode across the room and snatched her journal. Daria sat up and held her hands in front of her. Okay, you're freaking out, she said slowly and deliberately. Yes, we've read your stories, every single one of them, right, Ava? Ava was pale. And maybe we shouldn't have, Daria went on. She splayed her fingers through the air in a gesture that meant nothing, but somehow conveyed that shoulds and shouldn'ts didn't matter. But we did. So that's that, because we can't unread them, can we? Natasha wanted to strangle her. Get out, she pointed to the door. Now. We will. Relax. It's not as if we're planning on living here, Daria said. Natasha lasered Ava with her gaze, and Ava startled and scurried out of the room. You too, Natasha told Daria. Did you just growl at me, Daria said. Oh my God. Dramatic. She rose from the bed and shook out her hair. I was going to tell you something about your stories. Don't you want to know what I was going to say? Not in the slightest. Spots of light swam in front of Natasha's eyes. Fine, Daria said. She backed toward the hall, towards the hall, keeping her gaze on Natasha. I'm going to tell you anyway, Natasha. Your stories are mine, Natasha said. My stories are mine, and this is my room and my life, and I want you out. Something flickered in Daria's eyes. Doubt? Bewilderment? Hurt? No, because Daria didn't get hurt, and if by a fluke Natasha had hurt her, then great, she deserved it. Daria lifted her chin and exited Natasha's room. At the doorframe, she turned around. They're good. You didn't finish most of them, which was annoying, but even so, they were good, really good. Natasha slammed the door in Daria's face.